reach out in the darkness and you may find a friend. <laughs> you may find something else. Talking <laughs> about them good old days. songs, movies, radio plays. Conjuring up the old time ways in death. Attic. <laughs> These things gather dust. We have to make sure we get them uh, juiced, up. juiced up once in a while. So, yes, so they're ready to go if they're needed. <laughs> We've uh, been pretty good lately, though, with staying I think on so. topic. So. Well, let's not get too yeah. overconfident though, about that. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I listened to a recent show of ours. I was uh-huh. working out, and I put it on and listened to it. And um, it was the one with John Lennon. We talked about John Lennon's yeah. books. And your topic was mysteries, I think. Uh-huh. And I think I used the term, it cracked me up, three or four times while talking about Lennon's books. Yeah. Then later I used it again, yeah. and then you used it once. <laughs> it rubbed off on you. We were going to try to avoid yeah, you using know, that what's term. What's fascinating about doing this project with you is you end up hearing your turns of phrase that you m- <laughs> must commonly use in a any conversation. But since, we, since I pour over this and edit every little uh. word... Suddenly, it's like, oh, boy. Yeah. You hear all of the common things you come up with. But you, I would imagine, as a writer, would struggle editing this if it was your job. Because you, when you write something, get a chance to look all of every word over before you do any kind of publishing. But this is off the cuff. Right. So you don't really have a as chance As a writer, to... you edit, 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 edit yeah. too much sometimes. You don't get anything <laughs> really accomplished. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So, interesting. You want everything to be yeah. perfect. With this, it's never going to be no. close to perfect. No. But. That's part of the beauty of it. So, so. it cracked me up. That's overused, <laughs> and we have to be careful not what to What is use a different that. option? <laughs> we'll think of them it, as we go. It, it jangled my... It tickled me pink. Or, oh, boy. No. <laughs> 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 we better... Tickled me pink. <laughs> I hope we don't repeat that one too often. <laughs> yeah, usually that's not even the term. I was tickled pink is the old-fashioned term. Not, it tickled me pink. We're off to a rip-roaring start right now. <laughs> I deserve that. Okay. Yeah, tell me some things that are new that are old for you. Well, let me think. Um, I'm reading a lot because I'm going through my books. Mm-hmm. And weeding out some that I don't You're want. weeding and reading? Weeding and reading, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I'm discovering books on my shelves that I, that I forgot I even had. Hmm. So I'm reading like crazy, all these different yeah. topics, and it's fun. But yeah, um, I do have something on my mind here that I'd like to start with, I think. Um, but I'll, although I want to hear from you mm-hmm. if you have anything new that's old. I do. Well, let's do that first. Okay, I, I wanted to do some... This applies, too, because you and I went to that estate sale a while back, a couple weeks ago, and there was a wall of books about old-time radio, old movies. Oh, yeah. I didn't know which one to pick or which ones to pick, and you saw a few titles that you, you knew yourself and said, oh, this is a good one, that's a great one. So I picked out a couple, and I just started reading that one, um, Raised, Raised on, on radio. radio. It's so good! Gerald Nachman. It's yeah. really cool because... Sometimes I ache for this feeling of not having any primary sources to go to anymore for this kind of thing. Mm. But this 
is a primary source because he interviewed people before they passed. He, even in the book, he references people who are already gone. He couldn't go to, but then he's got a whole list of others, other names that apparently he will um, have little snippets of yeah. in the book. So uh, it's neat to, it makes me feel good that you, that this person, what was it, maybe in the 90s that he wrote that book? Maybe the I 80s. Think, 80s? Maybe 90s. So, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh yeah, I can go back a little in time to find these resources that aren't new now, but they were, you know, he interviewed those people then. And so yeah. you can, that is a primary source. In fact, I remember reading afterwards, after reading that book, that he was working on a book about the Ed, about Ed Sullivan or the Ed Sullivan Show, which mm. we visited here. Um, but he died. Mm. I'm not sure if he finished that book or if it ever came out. Uh, I, I don't know. But I really like that book, Raised on Radio. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has a lot of really good information that I had not seen anywhere else. And he was not afraid to offer his opinions. Yes. Which was a lot of fun. Yeah. You don't always agree, but it's just, it's yeah. interesting. Well, I liked not that this his, factual his, matter. He, right, exactly. He yeah. said this is not going to be just an encyclopedia of information, straight information. It's his his feeling about having listened to this as a kid, you know? Yeah. So. If you want neat. that, then you go to Dunning's book. Right. Encyclopedia. Yeah, yeah, radio. yeah. Yeah, that, he's got opinions in there, too. But that's different, too. That's, he has opinions there, too, but, uh, but they're secondary way at the end of yeah. his, his write-ups. Mm -hmm. It's a yeah. little more, um, yeah, the factual things that works for certain certain scenarios when you need when you need oh, yeah. that information, but sometimes I want to know the feelings that were around mm -hmm. these shows, not just... Who played Dunning's, what, when? Dunning's eight. book is a must-have if you're yeah, an old-time yeah. radio listener because it's got lists of the casts. It's got uh, descriptions of the shows. Of, and that is the encyclopedia of yeah, old-time radio. It's, it's about That's five or six times bigger and thicker than Nachman's yeah. book. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And every time I see that name, I think of Alan Sherman. Oh. <laughs> it just seems like it would fit in one of his songs. With Sarah Jockman. Gerald Nachman. <laughs> It should be right in there, right? <laughs> How's by you? How's by... Oh, man. <laughs> Suddenly I'm like, why do I have that song in my head? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that book is kicking around again. <laughs> uh... <laughs> All right, well, tell me what you were going to say. First. I wanted to revisit the good lyrics and the bad lyrics. I've got one song that I just am just so uh, fond of that I will never get tired of listening hmm. to it. Because of the lyrics, because of the way the song is done, it's all that together. Because you're right, a lot of songs we like because of the melodies or because of the way the so the voices blend or whatever. Mm -hmm. the, the lyrics are kind of, you know, not inconsequential, but sometimes you can put up with these lyrics that are kind of yeah. silly or not well, yeah. perfectly written. Um, but I'm talking about the song... Running Scared, oh, Roy Orbison. Oh, yes, that's one of your favorites. Oh, man. The way the tension builds <laughs> yeah, and his yeah. voice, that dramatic voice mm -hmm. of his, it's almost operatic. Yep. And then the triumph You can the visualize end. the entire thing. Oh, yeah. It's a story mm -hmm. in a song, but so well done. It's just palpable, his yeah. fear and his, his dread of this thing that might mm -hmm. happen. Um, it's a masterpiece, honestly. I think it's just wonderful. Especially yeah. because you, you do think about the music that goes along with it. And it's not that complicated, but it's that boom, ba 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 boom, ba 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 It's very yes. dri uh, driving mm -hmm. beat. And there are a lot of songs about someone being very happy 
about their love life, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, you're, there's tons of them. Yeah. Um, she loves she loves you, you know, that, all those, you know. Yeah. And but this one, it's this uncertainty, and then the end when he when all of a sudden he realizes mm-hmm. that this is going well for him. I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna Go listen to quote it, the song, but yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, Running Scared, what a song that is. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got another song that I'm going to kind of tear apart here. Oof, okay. And it was once a favorite of mine. In fact, when I was a kid, I bought the 45 Ooh. record. That's a big deal. Yeah, and I okay. liked it. I thought nothing of it, these lyrics, but it only occurred to me the other day. Now, by coincidence, I'm talking today about the comic page, and I'm one of the few people anymore who still gets a regular newspaper delivered in the morning (laughs) to my house and I love the newspaper I I would hate to have it go away and there are fewer and fewer people who subscribe to a paper but the other day I was upstairs in the house and I looked down and there was the newspaper on the front sidewalk rolled up and waiting for me to come and get it and it occurred to me all of a sudden here's a song you might not even know it maybe you do um, because it wasn't the top number one hit Mm. but it was on the charts by the Guess Who. Okay. We've talked about them a little before. Yeah. The Guess Who went through some changes. In particular, Randy Bachman was with them in the beginning, and then he left around 1970. They kind of evolved into this new band then, and they had some good songs. I think Hand Me Down World was done then. Um, I like that one. I remember buying that 45. They did Share the Land hang on to your life these are all Mm -hmm. songs that the guess who did that many of us will remember but they came after american woman uh, no time left for you uh, all those songs the song that i'm going to tear apart here is share the land Mm. i don't know if i know that one well listen to it sometime okay i had i grew up with it i had that as i said played it all the time on my own phonograph at home and it came back to me when I saw that newspaper out of the front sidewalk because, first of all, the singer is asking these questions. They're kind of trying to put the listener into the corner, you know. The whole song starts with, Have you been around? Have you done your share of coming down? You know, he's kind of a, almost a scolding tone. Have you done your share of coming down on different things that people do? You know what? Eh, he's just <laughs> clumsy. Then the, the chorus is, maybe I'll be there to shake your hand. Maybe I'll be there to share the land that they'll be given away when we all live together. I'm talking about together now. You know, yeah, why he has to repeat that for emphasis, I don't know. <laughs> then he repeats the chorus. <laughs> then the second verse is, did you pay your dues? Did you read the news this morning when the paper landed? In your yard. That line <laughs> lands with a big thud. Do you know their names? Can you play their games without losing track and coming down a bit too hard? So he wanted something to rhyme with hard. And <laughs> this morning when the paper landed in your yard. So that song, I hadn't thought about it in years, but <laughs> I've got to enter that on the side of a song with lyrics that are a little bit out there Not and so weird. Yeah. I have one for you. Sure. Um, but I love it. I, I, this is the thing. I, I'm trying to figure out what the heck is, what, what this taste is. I love these really, so bad they're good kind of 
<laughs> lyrics, I guess. It's the one, I think it's so groovy now oh, that yeah. people are finally getting together. It's so bad. It's so bad. And I just, Reach out of the darkness. It's so quintessential of that time, though, I think. It's somebody <laughs> trying really hard to make a song that would fit in with the vibe of that era. Or that's what it comes off to be, at, at least. I, I'm not sure that's accurate, but... That sure was, yeah, like I haven't thought of that it, song in a long time. They wrote it to fit with this whole flower power deal. And yes. It, it, I mean, it just, it doesn't have the authenticity. I was thinking, because Mamas and Papas wrote similar feeling songs, but there was something more authentic about what they were coming up uh-huh. with. Right? Yes. I don't know what the, why? Who did that song again? It's by Friend and Lover. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's bad. I, I love it, though. Reach out in the darkness. And you may find a friend. <laughs> you may find something else. <laughs> <laughs> there, and this also led me to a mystery. There is a person who posts on Ultimate Guitar. It's almost, I would say, 80 to 90% of songs in that same category. This kind of sort of like a cheesy 60s <laughs> retro deal. He, This guy's name is Crazy Cat. Oh. And... The, there's no photo, but he has posted hundreds of tabs and chord charts on Ultimate Guitar of the Archies, the Monkees, Dion Warwick, you know, these very backburner 60s artists. Not the, well, not, I, I, mean, bet monkeys, people, sorry, I bet but, people go to them. Oh, they do. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, I do. And, and sometimes I'll think, okay, I'm, I really want to play this song. <laughs> and I'll think to myself, I bet Crazy Cat is the one who posted it. And most of the time when I have that feeling, sure enough, there's the name posted. It's, it always says another 60s smash hit by Crazy Cat. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, who is this? Uh, they live in the UK, but hmm. there's no, so many people thank this person for posting, but there's no interaction. It's very mysterious. I tried to hmm. hunt down who it might be because this whoever this is posts on multiple guitar websites. That's a lot of effort for no real, you know. There's no YouTube channel that he's getting anything from. It's just very interesting. There's no leads. So if anyone knows who Crazy Cat well, is, well, see if he's ever know. done the song "96 Tears." Yes, I think so. Let me see. Because that's by Question Mark and the Mysterians. <laughs> so you got a double whammy that on one. that one. "96 Tears." I love that song. Let's just, just, I'm just going to check it right now. I got Ultimate Guitar here. Um, and he's really good at writing the tabs, too. Huh. Question mark in the mysterious. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, no. Somebody else. Gwider. Oh, okay. Thanks, Gwider. <laughs> in any case, very, very interesting. It's been a years to long the, thing. To write the organ music for that wouldn't take much. It's just like do, one. Yes, that part. Just one chord and another. Back and forth. I love that song. See, I don't know what the deal is. I, you know, I know. I know it's not good. You got to know that, too. The Archies, I mean, that's bad. But it's so fun, too. It's it's so bad. My favorite one is Hot Dog. That one I don't know. Now you're feeling really good. Oh, yeah. And then he goes, I really relish you. (laughs) Who wouldn't relish you? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Because a hot dog with a relish. Oh. It's so stupid. Oh. Oh, Sometimes when I want to bother Adam at home, I put put the Archies on. (laughs) Jingle jangle. Oh, yeah. Sugar, sugar. 
Shang bang a lang or what was that bang, one? Shang bang shang lang. Ooh, bang shang bang. <laughs> you well, got me on that. You you were the one who bought me that CD. <laughs> well, when you were about six years yeah, old, I, I thought still love it. Like it. But yeah, that <laughs> all went with the Saturday morning cartoon show. Ah, yeah. The cartoon Archies were all of a sudden doing music. Together. Yeah, I mean clearly yeah. that that was never intended on being a a good yeah lyric band. You know, yeah. <laughs> lyrics are secondary. You know. Well, so, what do we have for, oh, for yes. today? So, um, we for me, I would like to share some information with you about Frankie Yankovic. Yes. Yeah, more interesting than I than and I expected. Polka honestly. music in general. Yeah, and I'm mostly focused on him. Okay. Yeah. First question: Was yeah. he related to Al? No. Oh no! That shatters my nope. whole. They did work together before Frankie passed away. Really? Yep. They made a few <laughs> recordings together. How and weird is this? Weird Al said he's quoted as saying, "He always wondered why his parents, as a young kid, gave him accordion lessons, especially since he wasn't r- related to the guy." And he said he he thought to himself. Quote, there should be at least one more accordion playing Yankovic in the world. And that's why he he thought that's why they. <laughs> that is so. I, isn't that so far-fetched? Oh. It's incredible. Two Yankovics both play accordion and they're not related. I mean, what the heck? You would imagine. But yeah. Oh, funny. Yeah. So uh, his, his father was a blacksmith and mom was a cook. Those two met at a lumber camp in Western Virginia. Now, are you talking about Frank? Frankie's okay. parents? Okay, not Al. No. Okay, Frankie. Yeah. Okay, we're back. I'm studying Frankie, uh, <laughs> not Al. I just gotta clarify this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The father was a bootlegger, and so they had to flee out of that area to Cleveland, and there is where he discovered this whole world of Slovenian oh, music, see. and he got obsessed what with year? it. What mm, year? Roughly. Maybe like nineteen early nineteen hundreds. Hmm. Frankie was a teen in the 20s and 30s. That okay. era, that kind of, if you can see that. His father is the one who got re- really interested in that style of music. And then as a nine-year-old, he, Frankie got his first accordion and got some lessons. As he got a little older, he started to do this more seriously. He was playing music pretty seriously, but couldn't afford to survive off of it. So he and his first wife opened the Yankovic Bar to help support themselves, which became a hub for all these musicians. He sold that in 1948 and, and decided to focus only on music at that point. Hmm. He joined the Armed Forces in 1943 and recorded a whole bunch of records while he was gone in, um, on his journeys. Uh, <laughs> he was a flamethrower in the Army. He battled at the Battle of the Bulge. Wow. He was there and got extremely bad frostbite on his hands and feet. Hmm. He had to battle gangrene and luckily was able to overcome that. He was told by these physicians that he should have his fingers amputated, but he refused. Well, I'm glad he didn't. I know. He refused because he knew that would be the end of his whole career, and he managed to get through that. Isn't that just nuts? It is nuts that he was advised to do that and said, I'm not going to. I know. Because he didn't need to, obviously. I guess not. Why would they tell him that? I think it was pretty bad, but I think he just decided to... You could, ta- I suppose, you're taking a chance and yeah, get worse or you know exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes me think a little of our talk on Dave Brubeck. How how he remember he had that head injury and yeah. caused him to have t- 
tingling fingers and all that stuff. Style change. Yeah, but it's just incredible to think that in the face of these extreme turning points in these people's lives, they stuck with this and figured out a way to make it work. And sure enough, he had that's. I mean, his career hadn't even really started at that point. When he got back is when he started to record officially with Columbia Records and things like that. Sure. You know the story of Les Paul. He was in a Mm. car accident and his arm was injured and they had to do something with his arm. They had to kind of fuse it, the Mm. the bones in his elbow or something. And he had to choose, how do you want to have your arm positioned? Because it's going to stay in that position. And he put it in this kind of a shape so he could play the guitar. Whoa. You know, it was his his arm was always yeah. in that position and it was allowed him to keep playing. But yeah. And isn't there some kind of isn't there a one armed drummer, right? In like Probably, Def but Leopard I don't know. Like I that? don't yeah. know. Hmm. Yeah. Well that's a, a good topic for a different day. <laughs> I think we should obviously <laughs> right, there's more more I've on this. I've been blown twice today already. Well, okay. I, no, I'm, Go I'm ahead. honking the both Back ways. to Frankie. He received a Purple Heart for his services, and then uh, when he got, got back, he recorded two platinum singles, Just Because and The Blue Skirt Waltz. <laughs> um, this is an interesting factoid. Columbia Records refused to record Just Because, since other people had tried recording it oh. multiple times and it flopped every time. Huh. And so the only way they agreed to do it was that Frankie said, let's do it and I will personally buy the first 10,000 really? copies. And that's how he made it work. Well, that song's real famous. Yeah. Who wrote that, I wonder? Uh, when did sure. that first come yeah. out? Yeah. Yeah, but it was, I mean, obviously it succeeded. Wow. Both of those golden records were destroyed in a house fire in the 70s, so oh. that's kind of disappointing. But Frankie obtained the official title of Polka King at huh. a Battle of the Bands at the Milwaukee Arena in 1948. Wow. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I always wondered why, I mean, clearly he, he's started in West Virginia, then went to Cleveland, and then obviously there's this Milwaukee connection too. The whole Midwest must have a well, Milwaukee, love of this stuff, Milwaukee huh? was big, German population. Mm-hmm. Polka was, Lawrence Welk. Career, Lawrence Welk's career took off when he came to Milwaukee because mm-hmm. he could speak German mm-hmm. and the audience could understand him yeah. and all that. I know that he wasn't from He's not from Milwaukee. I, I guess he, I th- had this there. thought that that these people were from this area, but yeah. it's interesting to think that there must be pockets of people in these other states that are just as passionate about it as we are here. And then the I'll just end with this. He died of heart failure at age 83. Hmm. He, this is a cool last detail. At his peak, he was playing 325 shows a year. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. And he made, he sold 30 million records in his lifetime. That's a lot. I used to have records of his. And here's my ignorant take on polka music in Mm -hmm. general. I like listening to it. I think it's fun, especially if it's live and I'm Mm -hmm. at a dance or something. It's fun. But when I own the records... It's hard for me to distinguish much between this one and that one. Mm-hmm. They, they, it's, it's, this is my ignorance showing, but it all starts sounding the same. Oompa, oompa, you know, with that, and then, and just the accordion. Yeah. And some of them are more fun. The lyrics can be fun. Yeah. There's not one polka musician that I think, oh, I've got to have more of their right, records. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah. Hmm. So. Yeah. Cousin Fuzzy was a polka guy out of Green Bay. And his claim to fame, as far as I'm concerned, is that he did the laughing polka. 
So it's just so much fun. I think that's take, the take main a listen thing. to that because yeah. it's it, the chorus is everybody they in the audience people, has to laugh. People you know? having fun. You yeah. know, something I meant to research more, but but have a very limited amount of of information already. Um, <laughs> is is this influence in Mexico? There's like a huge amount oh. of German people in Mexico, and oh. they directly influenced a lot of. There's a style of of music called Norteño. Never is heard of it. is a, like the Mexican version of polka, and it's got accordions, it's got the whole oh. thing, but it's Mexican. It's just so neat to think about the sharing that happens, and then you have a, this mm-hmm. entirely new um, genre. We talked a little bit about that when I was in Liverpool, thinking, "Oh, I would like to learn more skiffle songs." Sure. And I was thinking, "Well, what's the difference between skiffle, rockabilly? There's like this kind of blend. Is it just because it's in England and not the United States? Is that the difference?" Are there other pieces that I'm missing? Or it seems very much like rockabilly. They came from different places, but they're similar. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Here's my big question for the Mm. polka expert over here. (laughs) Oh, gosh. You did your research. Maybe you've come across this. Does the polka music have anything to do with, like, the term polka dots? What are polka dots? I did not research that. Well, you can't look it up now. I went. I want to know. I'm asking you. All right, next you, time we'll find I'm out. I'm asking you if yes. you know and I don't. you don't. Okay. Well, I don't know. Polka, It's it's it, it means one thing, doesn't yeah. it? But I don't know. It's used in two ways there. Yeah. So. Huh. Maybe they're related. So, so um, tell me the information you have today. I have information about the comic page. And this is going to be... You're going to hear some sound effects here. Very folks. little. Well, I've got the papers right here. I have the newspaper version of the comics from the Milwaukee Sentinel, the Milwaukee mm-hmm. Journal Sentinel, they call it out. And uh, I also have the Sheboygan Press, both those comic pages from yesterday. And I'll refer to them a little bit. I don't have a whole lot of background information. This could this could fill a whole book. And with that, well, there are yeah. big, thick yeah. books on the mm-hmm. comic page. But there'll be a lot of opinion here, I think, today. I just think that, in general, the comics... There used to be more of them in the paper when you'd see them, and they would they'd be bigger. Hmm. They've they've shrunk them down so they're so small now, mm-hmm. and that's kind of especially in the Sunday paper, it's made the paper less fun. Some of the mm-hmm. comic strips like um, Prince Valiant, I never yeah. really cared for it, but it was full of interesting art. Yes. Yeah, and that, they've had to sacrifice that because everything's gotten so small now. And there were other ones that were so well drawn; mm-hmm. it was almost like worth just looking at it because of that. Some of the papers, you know, in the old days, I had favorites like Nancy, mm-hmm. and it's gone. I think they someone still draws that, but it's not Ernie Bushmiller. He's mm-hmm. been dead a long time. Um, there are a lot of paper, a lot of comics that have gone to the wayside. You know, they're they're done, and the other ones have survived for a long time, like Blondie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it got an interesting backstory. I think Blondie now, it's more like a family comic strip. Yeah. Um, you know the, the the boss is part of it. Dagwood's boss and the neighbors are a little bit there. In the beginning, though, they had little children mm-hmm. who later grew up. And a lot of comic strips, the, the characters age, especially the the kids. You see them as little, and all of a sudden they're a little older. Some don't do that. High and lowest, those kids are yeah. always the yeah. ages that they are. Um, so there's some like that evolve and change, but not all have done that. Um, 
Blondie in the beginning, if you if you read the very first ones that came out around 1920-something, or was it maybe 1930, um, she was f- from a rich, rich family, hmm. and he was from a poor family, and they fell in love. Her dad disowned, I think I've got it right now, her dad said, if you marry him, you, you, I'm, you're, I'm disowning you, and she said, I'm marrying him. So hmm. they, they, li- they lived kind of a modest life hmm. and poor in the beginning. And, uh, hmm. But the love was more important. So it's kind of interesting how that's all evolved. Yeah. I know that some papers still carry comic strips like Dick Tracy, um, Snuffy Smith, Mary Worth. You know, they're still there, but they're not in my local papers here. Sometimes you've got a better comic strip. When I'm traveling, I might pick up a paper when I'm in New York or Detroit or somewhere. And the mm-hmm. comic strips are much more full. You know, mm-hmm. you've got pages and pages of them sometimes. These... Here's the Milwaukee Sentinel, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. They've got, eh, I have the number here. They have 16 comic strips every day in the paper. Hmm. And I read, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six of them. Hmm. I don't like some of these. I do read Family Circus because I found it's too, it's easier to read it than to avoid it because it's such a short, crummy little thing. <laughs> that I, I don't like it. I complain about it, but... It's just easier to read it, complain about it, and move on. Um, this is the thing. The comic page is comics, but also advice columns, puzzles, um, crossword puzzles, word puzzles, little gossip. I don't understand how this has survived all this time. The hmm. horoscope. Yeah, oh, that's Big Dad. Don't you know? Why? You know, I actually How? learned about this a little bit because I was wondering the same thing. It's a there's a huge surge of that right now. It's and been sustained for years yeah, and years. They, this this researcher was saying that you can look at the times when that surges and when it doesn't, and if there's a lot of unrest in society, people turn to stuff like that because they they know it's not probably not science or anything, but it gives them some sense of peace <sighs> to have something. So that the, well, the, the person who first started making those, it was right at a, a, when a war was breaking out. I forgot which war now, but it was ba- way back. Maybe World War One. Some guy put it in the paper, and it was a huge hit because people had something to focus on that they could feel in control. And even though everything else around them was completely chaotic with wartime breaking out, it's anytime there's a major. I can see if you're a believer in that, you might go and see. An astrologer or something. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Go ahead. But to get this little, here's mine for today. If you wait until you're sure, the moment will move and leave you behind. You know, I don't know how these people come up with this. They've got to do how many? 12? <laughs> Every day. And I don't think they ever repeat them. I think it's supposed to be How a, can they do that? A, even if it's, I mean, I don't know. It's supposed to be like a little gizmo to help you. Have some clarity in your day. I don't know. Yeah, it's a waste of space. Ha! <laughs> <card, I, laughs> yeah, but you you man. do little rituals too, you know. Well, so for I somebody, know. that's their ritual. It's a comic page. Jeez. So, <laughs> I don't know. And how many people play bridge anymore? But think of this bridge, how to play bridge, you know. Oh. Tips on, on better card playing. Eh. The one that cracks me up is this. I can't tell. Do you like this or do you dislike Oh, I just said it? crack me up. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what <laughs> makes me keenly interested oh, is, <laughs> is this. 
the it occurred to me a while back that the comic page, because only older people are still subscribing to the papers, everything's aimed at older ah. baby boomers. You know, what, you mean the jokes and stuff? Well, a lot of the jokes, not all, but a lot of the jokes are they're meant to appeal to older people, including things like family mm-hmm. circus. They're they're. I don't think kids like that. They're about kids, but they say things that old, old ladies are going to think is cute. That's my take on that one. <laughs> but I'm mainly talking about these puzzles, these word puzzles and, and these things. I mean, I love doing those. <laughs> Me too. I do like them. Yeah. But you've probably seen this, though, then. You know, when I watch the TV show Jeopardy anymore, I'm lost on a lot of the topics. When they say things like, um, the topic is television. When I was a kid, that was one of my favorite topics on Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have any, I don't watch TV. They're talking about actors I don't know. They're talking about shows I've never seen. You know, I don't get any of those. And there are a lot of things. Singers, too. Singers, I don't know Yeah. the, the, the current ones. So on Jeopardy, I'm kind of sunk. So on these, these comic page puzzles, mm-hmm. they'll have things like... They'll reference, like, Lana Turner. It's like, what? <laughs> she hasn't been yes. out for a million years? That's what I was going to say. It's very weird. Recently, they had one. And when it first starts, the puzzle says, um, <laughs> prominent actor... I think, oh, no, shit. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'll think I'm never going to get this. Yeah. But, because it's going to be some actor I've never heard of. But no, the one was, this is so bad, this pun. Prominent actor who has a way of compelling everyone to give him lots of gifts. And the answer was Doni, like donor, the opposite of a donor. Okay. Doni Randall. (laughs) So, you know. Tony Randall, he's been dead for how many years? People, younger people trying to do this puzzle won't have any idea what's going on. There was another another one. Famous singer. And I thought right away, oh, no. You know, who who am I going to know? Famous singer who can fix any broken item in the house. Handy Williams. You know, these are are singers from another era. Oh, jeez. But that's who's that's who's doing. It makes the... me think of when you and mom had that moment with what was oh. that again? She she's re- whatever she refers to some famous like debonair like a man. Oh, you who's... look so nice today. You look just like um, Tom Selleck. She, her her <laughs> her idea of this perfect specimen of a man is Tom Selleck, and I always think, well, he's been gone for I don't know, he's not dead probably, but he's not in the public eye anymore. <laughs> But the only thing I can help her with is the only one I can think of is, is Errol Flynn. That goes back even farther. <laughs> oh, jeez. Jeez. You guys have to, have to bone up on at least one famous actor from today that you can refer to. So next time you're talking to your friends. It would be you... nice. Yes. But I, honestly, right now I can't think of any. I don't know who it would be. I would probably say something like uh, Johnny Depp, but he's he's not in everybody's favor anymore but at one time he was kind of or george clooney i know that name yeah current probably <laughs> you got a oh, few years left to do this that re- one before he's obsolete <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of something i heard just the other day think about this this is kind of sad the laugh tracks that you hear on these shows mm-hmm. today they were recorded a long time mm-hmm. ago you know why should they update that yeah. why should they go to the 
money and, and, and yeah, the expense right. and the time to, to do it. They've got these laugh tracks that are sound really good. But they were made a long time ago. Mm-hmm. The people who are laughing are probably all dead. Yeah. And you're laughing along with this, you know, whatever <laughs> show you're watching. And all these dead yeah. people are laughing with you, you know, so. Well, you know, that kind of thing, sometimes I can get into a loop with that sort of thought process. Even just listening to, to music of people I love, mm. it's like I'm singing along and I realize, oh, yeah. you're gone. Yeah. And yet it's such a cool thing that you're not gone either because I can just plug you into my phone and here's Sinatra oh. singing to me. And I, and Isn't I'm, it nice? It's like what, what a strange yeah. feeling that is to – or, you know, I've mentioned before, I was actually going back to that whole, that book thing with the Raised on Radio – I loved this because he mentioned the same sentiment I felt where he felt he knew these old time radio stars more than he knew his own family or friends mm. in some ways. Mm. And I, yeah. I felt, I've told you before, I have felt pride for certain artists. I, and it's like, you've, you've been long gone long before I was even ever around. And yet you can connect anyway. That's why this stuff is so important. They recorded something or they made a piece of art and we can still read the books. We can still enjoy the music and it's yes. they made a lasting impact. And you can feel closer to them than some of your yeah, in extended some ways. family. Yeah, yeah. In some That's ways. why on mm. our we have a wall in this house on the first floor with all the <laughs> pictures of you kids, different stages of your lives. We've got different relatives. Yep. And there's, there's a picture of Rochester. <laughs> <laughs> I had that picture anyway, and I thought, let's uh, put him on the wall here. <laughs> our old buddy, old pal. Yep, Eddie uh, Anderson. Yeah. Well, do you have any last words about comics? Um, or um, if- I'll tell you this, that I've really failed to create a nice picture today. There's so much. Yeah. I don't know I don't know where to begin, yeah. and I just kind of dabbled a little bit. This might be something that we bit. both yeah. need to, maybe we... we Zero in on one or two right. next time. Or I want to, yes, that's, that's what I want to suggest. Yeah. Let's include that as part of our, put some mm-hmm. things in our jar, movies, music, mm-hmm. uh, books, TV shows, and now we can say, here's a comic strip. Yeah. The Peanuts yeah. or And I would be Far interested Side, to you know, see how do it, a little research in the background. How it changed over the years, because I mean, you know, we talked a few episodes ago about how William Randolph Hearst recognized the desire, the strong desire from people to have that. And that's why he sought out um, Popeye Comics and, and got that wow. going, you know? so. Well, do you know the story of Mayor LaGuardia of, mm. of New York? Mm-mm. There was a newspaper strike in New York back in the 30s. And he, the mayor, knew how important this was, especially mm. to the kids. So the, the, the families were not getting the paper for a month, mm-hmm. and he would just read them over the radio to oh, the kids. Oh, yeah. that's so He'd cool. go over one to the next and describe oh, what was going on. Yeah, it was kind of a cool neat. thing. Yeah. yeah, wow. So do we have time for a little ring around the rosy or what? Sure. Okay. I'm going with Barney Fife. Barney Fife, played by Don Knotts on The Andy Griffith Show. I'll say Barney Miller. You probably don't know that show. No, what is that? It was a funny show in the 70s. The um, show was called Barney Miller? Yep. Or, okay. Barney Miller mm. was a cop. Mm. He was in charge of this precinct in New York, mm. and there were different characters. Let me mm. give you a different no, one. No, I got it. Glenn Miller. Oh. Oh, okay. Glenn Miller. Glenn Miller. Hmm. What instrument did he play? Was it he, the... I think he played the trombone. 
Trombone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty sure. And he led the, the, the famous band, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll go with Tex Beneke. Ooh. He was the... That's a great What name. did he play? He was sang for the Glenn Miller Orchestra, but he also played saxophone or something. I'll go with Yellow Rose of Texas. Oh. Yellow Rose of Texas. And there are many people have have sung that song, but my favorite... One of my favorite singers of all time made it famous to Ernest Tubb. Okay. <laughs> Who else do that I know that with the name yeah. of Ernest or Tubb? <laughs> Ernest Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine. Wow. I, uh, we're okay. cranking along Very here. Very good. Yep, you're really You cooking. can't stump me today. I'll say for Ernest Borgnine, uh, Marty. He played oh. that. We talked about that once before. Yeah. It was that movie. Okay. He won an Academy Award for it. Um, where are we trying to get back to again? Oh, da, Barney um, Fife. Barney Fife. Okay, Marty. How about Steve Martin? Oh, Martin. Steve Martin. Marty. Sure. Uh, yep, that fits. <laughs> Steve Martin. Um, but 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 I'm gonna try to get it back to to Barney Fife here somehow. Um, not easy. Mm-mm. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Steve Martin plays the banjo. Yeah. Okay, banjo. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> who else plays the banjo? <laughs> or um, who else plays a flute? Can we say, okay, we got... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then Is fight. there a band that has a, a banjo and a flute and a and we can bring it back to the <laughs> I think you've already done it. So <laughs> That isn't really awesome. <laughs> If we wanted to, we could bring it around. Like the, who was that? Herbie Mann played the flute, jazz musician. We could try to see if we're working. Connect banjo to flute. Too soon we jumped it's to the like end we, and tried to work backwards. I know. It's yeah. like we got off the mirror and flipped it, <laughs> made it spin in the opposite direction, and then got back on. <laughs> <sighs> well, I think we you somehow did it. We make the rules around here. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody uh, else is telling us. The rules, so we can... Right away, we should have realized that Barty Fife, that, that was our key to bringing this full circle. Exactly. Yep. Fife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, that was fun. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Next yeah. time. Next time. What are we going to do? I'm going to pull a slip out of the coffee can here. What are you going to do? You want to pull one out today? Okay. I have TV show. Family what? Affair. You know that show even? No. You're going to find out next time. Hmm. It was not my favorite, <laughs> but there were things I'm all... curious why you... There'll be some I'm good things to it. say about it, all right. as well as some criticisms. Um, I've got Niagara. Yeah, I'll do Niagara. I like the movie mm-hmm. Niagara. I haven't seen it in a long time, yeah. so I'm going to try to watch it between now and next yeah. week, so I'll, have the, yeah. I'll know what you're talking That'd about be next great. week. It's always Niagara. fun when people watch along, so... That's know. Marilyn Monroe. Don Wilson. Don Wilson is my Don, first thought all the time. Don Wilson. <laughs> Before Marilyn Monroe. Yes. What world is... What kind of guy are you? <laughs> my first thought is Don Wilson. That's what I... Oh, yeah, Marilyn Monroe. Well, that's what I wrote once on some, <laughs> some uh, blog that someone was writing about with old-time radio. I said, you really know you love old-time radio if when you see that Niagara's on... <laughs> You want to watch it, not to see Marilyn Monroe, but to catch a glimpse of Don Wilson, who's got who's got more of a small role in the movie, but he's there. That's 
Well, I can't wait to talk about this next time. Yeah. So, great. Okay, I get family affair. Ooh. You picked it. No. I didn't write that down. You were the one who added it. It'll be interesting, I think, for you know, those who know the show. I think anybody my age, you know, back when when you're back in the '60s, TV, you were limited. There were like three channels, and you just watched it. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember I didn't like these shows, but my sister wanted to watch it, so I would watch it. I, like I didn't have any other option. I could have gone outside. I could have gone up to my room. But I sat and watched these shows I didn't like. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I did like that show for yeah. a while. It was it was okay. You know. Well, I'll I'll look forward to hearing more about it next time. Family affair, not all in the family. Family affair. <laughs> all right. Okay. See you. See you next time. Okay. Well. Uh- <laughs>